Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. On this episode of Curious Conversations, we will be dealing with uh, about three things, uh, two of which have to do with uh, international uh, news and updates and situations, uh, and then one of them dealing with uh, more religious um, it's more religious in nature. Uh, one of the newest things being a mixture of the both, so it's a good transition. Uh, first thing that will be on the docket is dealing with Mount Everest and how uh, the government that controls uh, that mountain and that summit uh, is considering putting a cap on those who can uh, climb on it and also possibly putting a requirement on who's able to go to the summit. Uh, Secondly, we're going to be dealing with, uh, last week, um, ISIS ISIS fighters cut the heads off of four uh, Chaldean Christian uh, kids who refused to convert to Islam, and we'll talk about uh, how, you know, we'll talk about that, we'll have a conversation about that, and thirdly, uh, dealing with um, the historical pressure that's been on the church from the world on its refusal to want churches in their communities, how people of power have fought against that. In this case, we'll be dealing with uh, Chief Joseph of the Nest Purse of the Native Americans um, and his lack of desire and how that influences uh, Christian culture. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation, and uh, so pour some coffee if you are just waking up, stay focused on the road, and enjoy this curious conversation. Eleven people have died on the top of Mount Everest this year. And so Nepal is now reconsidering not putting a cap on those who can go up to the summit. This in the wake of some crazy weather that's been going on. Of course those, or many would say that's due to climate change. We don't know. But either way, uh, they're saying that last year there was only 11 good days of weather for which people could climb and there was 800 people. This year there's only three good days of weather. Uh, This is from Fox News and it was dealing with, uh, and again, Mount Everest is in Nepal and Nepal is dealing with this issue and I suppose this is an interesting issue. I just, I find it fascinating, I really do, that people have a desire climb Mount Everest, even willing to risk, uh, 11 people literally risking, uh, their lives and, uh, having that risk, um, fulfilled. They died. Uh, many are injured. Uh, many are seriously injured. Um, and it is a great concern for many. Uh, this, I want to encourage you, uh, 
I was at a funeral with a friend of, or of a friend of mine who died in a car accident last year, and I made the point that, you know, as Christians, uh, we believe in the resurrection of the from the dead, and that uh, there will be a day uh, where me and my friend will um, meet again, not in heaven. I mean, we will meet in heaven, but I mean, bodily, we will meet again. And it may be a thousand years, ten thousand years, or even a hundred million years later from our resurrected bodies that we meet again after we've met all the billions of people who have come to know and receive Christ and who have um, been saved in Christ and all that, and our beloved and our of the church. Uh, and um, I could see him one day saying, hey, uh, let's go climb Mount Everest because he was one of those eccentric kind of guys and I would say yes let's do it and we'll be able to without any gear necessarily except for maybe for comfort uh, but certainly not out of fear of death uh, climb Mount Everest uh, maybe swim the Mariana Trench without fear There's, there will be a kind of recklessness involved with uh, the resurrection that is not had uh, now here in the uh, here and now as it were uh, there you know so in other words there's a cap now on Everest but there's not a cap on the resurrection there's only a cap on Mount Everest on who can go on the uh, peak uh, due to our human frailty uh, but there there will come a day where that will not be a variable where the fear of death and dying and sickness and whatnot will not be had. And so I do long for that day where we can um, swim in the oceans and we can uh, mountain, we can hike Mount Everest without fear of death, without fear of sickness, and simply enjoy the creation of God. Isis turned up and they said to the children, you say the words that you will follow Muhammad. The children, all under four or 15, four of them, said, no, we love Yeshua, that is Jesus. We have always loved Yeshua. We have always followed Yeshua. Yeshua has always been with us. The white said, the militant said, Say the words. And the children said, No, we can't do that. They chopped off all their heads. How do you respond to that? Pastor White said. You just cry. They are my children. That is what we have been going through. That is what we are going through. This was just recently... Uh, sent out by the ACLJ, a uh, not necessarily Christian, but certainly an organization that is filled with Christians and is seeking the betterment of Christianity in all the world. 
and I wanted to uh, share this with you guys because this is a certainly serious issue. When when we're dealing with curious conversations, I'm not just talking about uh, conversations between Christians. I'm not just talking about conversations between Americans. Uh, many of us, many of you, have conversations with people who are outside of the Christian faith, outside of America, and um, you'll run into questions that you'll have a hard time answering uh, in your conversations. But something that you have to keep in mind is that in much of the world, Christianity, Christians are not the privileged sect of society. And that's saying something because those who are quote-unquote the privileged sect of their societies would not be considered privileged in our society. And yet the quote-unquote not privileged sects of our society would be considered abundantly privileged in their societies. God's word, God's promises do not return void and this is seen repeatedly through the preaching through the obedience of scripture by God's people and sometimes even God's enemies Uh, ISIS did wrong uh, both to the Lord Jesus they are persecuting the Lord Jesus himself but beyond that uh, they are doing bad to their own mission because as we've as you may not know but as all Christians know that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church and simply killing Christians will not do you any favors but will see to your undoing you who are ISIS, you who are seeking to persecute my brothers and sisters, seeking to persecute my Lord, will not win. But in the end, you will bow the knee. We do not want churches because they will teach us to quarrel about God, as the Catholics and Protestants do. We do not want to learn that. We may quarrel with men sometimes about things on earth, um, but um, we never quarrel about God. We do not want to learn that. This is from Chief Joseph of the Nez Perce. Uh, This is an important thing that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, uh, Just a quote from a Native American from a couple hundred years ago. Uh, It's it's crazy to think that not even 400 years ago, uh, this whole land was uh, controlled and established and uh, made, not made, but was cultivated uh, stewarded by a completely different kind of people, different kind of culture, 
than is today. Uh, before uh, the Europeans, before, well, scratch that. We don't know exactly which uh, people showed up first because um, there wasn't really a written, written record. But we do know that uh, that the native lands or the American lands have often been uh, migrated to um, for the past thousands of years uh, by those in Asia and in Europe. Uh, many who are called Native Americans originated from Asia and Europe. They debate on which one showed up first. Uh, they debate on whether or not the Europeans showed up at all. Uh, these are all fascinating debates, but are pointless for this debate. Uh, but I did want to talk about it because of this nativeness. Um, but we need to keep in mind uh, this this kind of quote of uh, what is worth debating over, uh, what is worth quarreling over. Uh, you, they, Chief Joseph says that he doesn't want churches in his land. And for what reason? Because he doesn't want to, be, to debate about God. And I'm thinking to myself, now obviously he would say because I'm a Protestant and a Catholic that uh, this is the reason why I think it's worth debating. But I'm thinking to myself, and I would ask him if he were still alive, uh, why are earthly things more worth debating over than heavenly things? Uh, the Lord Jesus uh, asks this question to Nicodemus, dealing with, uh, you know, if you, if you don't understand earthly things, how can we talk about heavenly things? And I doubt that that is the language, or that is the... Uh, purpose behind uh, behind Chief Joseph's statement. Chief Joseph just doesn't ever want to talk about God or heavenly things or anything like that. Uh, he's willing to talk about earthly things but never talk, touch on the, the uh, heavenly things. The Lord Jesus says that when you talk about earthly things and you start talking about them rightly, and passionately, you will inevitably start talking about heavenly things because they're so uh, linked together. I'm out here outside, and I'm watching the ravens uh, flying all around. Uh, you know, they go from going way up at the treetops and just dive bombing, and somehow perfectly. Uh, turning themselves to where that they can skim not even like three inches off of the uh, grass and I just watch like ducks fly over my head you know these are earthly things of great glory and importance and import in themselves but they will point to the majesty and the glory of their creator of their designer, of their God, and the question will then become, if, you, if I talk to anybody, talk to one of you guys, uh, about uh, these glorious things, and we talk about how exactly is God related 
to the ravens, to the ducks, to human beings, to the fish in the creek, to the crawdaddies, to all the things, uh, there will become the debate about how is God related to this. And you can't get away from it. So the only way to stop it is for a chief to say, I am the authority and I tell you to stop it. I don't want churches and so thus we will not have them. But it takes a, a chief to say that in order to make that happen. If you just allowed it natural, you know, whatever happens, happens type of thing, uh, then he would see quickly churches popping up all over his tribe. So he's putting his foot down and saying, no churches for the nest purse uh, because I don't want the debates that went down with uh with the Catholics and the Protestants. The only issue is, is that you're going to have debates, and at some point, you will debate about God. That's the problem with um, these statements of saying, of, of secularism. That's the problem with secularism, is if you're going to debate about something, and if you're going to debate about something, why isn't it, why is that thing that you debate about more important than God? You have enjoyed a pleasant half hour of Curious Conversations. For more information, you can go to YouTube and Google me, Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian. You can go on Twitter at Zachary Kameen, or follow me on Facebook, um, and just look up Zachary Kameen. By all means, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can also email me at ZacharyKameen at Yahoo.com. And until we talk again, remember to drink your coffee and come to Jesus.